Hello my dear listeners my name is Kishore Gadesh and in this episode of the Vocal About Visuals podcast I'll be reviewing Darren Aronofsky's tragedy The Whale starring Brendan Fraser who delivers the performance of a lifetime and who has brilliant acting partners in the form of Hong Chau, Sadie Sink, Samantha Morton and Ty Simpkins. The film was written by Samuel D Hunter who has also written the original play on which this movie is based on. There are stories that shake you, that inspire strong emotions in you, that make you sit down and listen and watch and try to make sense of the events that are happening in front of you on the screen. It has been a very very long time since I saw such a film on the big screen till I watched the whale. I wanted to watch the whale plain and simply for Brendan Fraser's performance. When he exclaims in the trailer that he needs to know that he has done at least one thing in his life right, it is heartbreaking. And if you're someone who's a fan of film, that one scene is all the motivation you need to decide that yeah, this is a film that you need to watch and on the big screen. Because well, these films have become rare on the big screen, especially on the Indian ones. and as i was saying i made up my mind to watch the film for fraser's performance but as i got into the movie brendan fraser in spite of his size physical and performance wise blends seamlessly into this narrative as the movie went on i was as invested in hong chao's character or seri singh's character as i was in brendan fraser's ditto with tai simkins and samantha morton's characters even if the latter was on screen for only 10 minutes and as the film ran down to its end i was rooting for a happy ending because that's the kind of films i generally watch and let me be honest here prefer to watch as well but when i saw the ending i realized that a happier ending would have been a grave injustice to this film and to its characters but just because we have a tragic ending doesn't mean there is only bleakness and misery in this film's universe in fact In a film full of tragic and flawed characters there is an overwhelming amount of kindness. The primary question that this film poses to us the audience is can people be saved by someone else? And it leaves us to ponder about the answer because this is not a plot related question. It is philosophical and there is no one or even right answer to this. And the way in which the film transfers the pondering to us is by showing two examples one that says no people cannot be saved by someone else and one that says yes people can in fact be saved by someone else but what this film strongly registers is that people are incapable of not caring that people are in fact amazing now you get what i meant when i said there is kindness and dare i say it positivity in this universe yet another thing that this film strongly registers is the cruelty that comes with the lack of universal health care available to the citizens of the united states because if you put aside the factors that are inside human beings that are driving the events in this film for a second you can clearly see that had this one facility been available this tale would have been very very different i would go so far as to say that this would have ceased to be a tragedy 
I cannot spoil the film by going into the specifics of what I'm getting at, but I guess if whatever I said here in this episode is on your mind as you watch this film, you will know exactly what I was getting at. Coming to the performances, that 8 minute standing ovation that Fraser got at the Cannes Film Festival and I googled on how to pronounce that festival's name and it is indeed Cannes. Going back to the 8 minute standing ovation, yes, it was absolutely deserved. I forgot that he was acting almost immediately and forgot to retain the thought about how great his performance was pretty soon after that because I was looking at Charlie and I wanted to know what was happening in his life. I mean, what more can I say about his performance than this? Wait, there is indeed one more thing that I can add. Despite the tragic nature of the character, both Fraser and Aronofsky don't go for the melodramatic and instead keep this character in a real space. They're not looking to mine you for your tears. They're not going for you to feel sorry for this person. They're telling his tale and letting you feel your feelings. And then came the other four people who make up the rest of the cast of this film. And wow, Hong Chao, within the first five minutes of her appearance, endeared herself to me. Sadie Sink, as an angsty teen, was horrible to her dad and was going through the messy teens too, but not once did I feel any hatred towards this character. Ty Simpkins, who in one scene goes from a church missionary to a regular teen as he is sitting on the dining table and smoking. I was astonished at how subtly this transformation happened right in front of my eyes. I mean, it was almost like magic. And Samantha Morton, who plays the flawed, sure, but not evil ex-wife of Brendan Fraser's character, convinces you that she in fact is a decent woman and not the antagonist that I thought she was going to be. And as I mentioned before, she makes an impact despite appearing on screen for only 10 or so minutes. Just phenomenal acting performances throughout. Coming to the direction, Darren Aronofsky kills it here. He has crafted a phenomenal film here, but the fact that he brought back Brendan Fraser from being exiled to playing the role of a lifetime, talk about having an eye for talent. Samuel D. Hunter, who has written the screenplay for this film and the play that it was based on, along with Aronofsky, has brought to life a story of America that the international audience seldom gets to see, but should and would love to see more. I personally love these human stories from the American hinterland that show us the far lesser known sides of America. They do the job of what stories have done for millennia, recording and sharing the human experience that is tied to a specific place, but in doing so, showcase the commonalities that exist in all our lives despite being separated by thousands of kilometers of land and in some cases, thousands of years of culture. Kudos to both of them for creating a delicate, kind, tragic and human film that stays with you and inspires thoughts about life, people, relationship, society, religion and also about the film itself long after you have exited the cinema. And finally, The Veil is the kind of film that should come more often to the big screen, but unfortunately, that happens only if a film runs a successful Oscar campaign. So, when you have the chance to experience such movies on the big screen, go ahead and do it. Feel the feelings. 
ponder upon the philosophies that such movies spout try to answer difficult questions that they may conjure and over and above all this just watch things that are not the usual dopamine extracting entertainers as important as those things are these kind of human films should also be widely available for consumption because there is a whole world out there that we are being deprived of once again my name is kishor ganesh this is the vocal about visuals podcast and thank you my dear listeners for your time and for listening please subscribe to this podcast if you like my content on your preferred podcast platforms and on youtube and follow me on twitter and instagram at podcast plural for links to my episodes chatter about arsenal fc and also general chatter about movies tv and anime